Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, I have with us, coming from Arizona, out in the desert, uh, Chen Yen. Say hello. Hi. Hi, so it's great to have you here. So you're um, kind of known as the introverted visionary. And as we know, we have some introverts um, that are in the dental community. You would agree with that, yes? Yes, I think there are, there are a lot of uh, dentists who are more introverted. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the majority. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over half. Um, you know, I don't know that for sure, but I certainly meet a lot of dentists, as you do. And um they certainly um, seem to be a bunch of introverts, but not just um, dental as well. So um, when we jump in here, um, let's just go ahead and start with kind of your background. Tell us um, how you started working with dentists and other healthcare professionals. So I started out as a pharmacist working on Native American reservations. And uh, at first I really enjoyed it, but then I started getting really tired of giving people medications. I remember going into a pharmacy one day and handing this woman her Prozac medication. And I just thought, oh, I felt so out of alignment with what I was giving her versus what I really thought. <laughs> and so there been many times when I have seen patients come in, little kids come in with immunization, like getting immunization shots and leaving with a cocktail of medications, even when they weren't hurting anymore. And then I would see adults come in and leaving with bagfuls of medications, 15 to 20 medications, everyday occurrence, no big deal. And I thought, what if there are other options? Because there actually are other options right. aside from drugs and surgery that people would know about and understand about. And what if our healthcare system were more integrated? then people would have the best of both worlds where they do have the amazingness of our conventional medicine uh, world. And, and then they also have the benefit of these other options that that are actually able to help people beyond drugs and surgery quite a bit. So, um, and and that's what led me to, well, for, but first of all, I didn't know at the time what to do, except I felt like I had to get out of there. <laughs> so the first thing that I, that I was clear about was just, okay, well, I see other pharmacists around me unhappy and they were counting down towards government jobs and, you know, they'd have 15 years and two days on their computer screens. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's just not a way to live. So, so that's when I decided to at least help them get into jobs they enjoyed more. So fast forward five years, I had started and grown a successful pharmacist recruiting company, um, sending pharmacists to different travel assignments on Native American reservations and also placing pharmacists in other kinds of settings too. Um, but then, you know, hitting that wall of feeling like, cause I used to think that if I just made more money then I could do what I really cared about outside of work, but it didn't show up that way for me. So I went through this time frame where there's a lot of soul searching came out the other end and realized that I needed to stop pretending, you know, stop pretending that it was okay. I was still in my belief, like I was still selling my soul for people to be on drugs when I had this secret life in a way. <laughs> like I still sure, don't know a cell phone, you know, things like that. Yeah, so, almost at that point, kind of doing it on scale, right? Helping mm -hmm. other folks in that, that area. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about 
the introverted visionary. Talk talk to me a little bit about what that is and, and how that came to be. Yeah. So our our clients are usually holistic dentists and other holistic health practitioners who who would like to grow their practice in a way that's fulfilling for them, but they don't actually like the idea of doing a lot of different marketing um, approaches that are uncomfortable for them as an introvert and also feeling like they they need to always be putting themselves out there or feeling like they have to be have a high volume practice to be successful. Because did you know that 30 to 50% of people are introverts, but um, a lot of what's taught out there about how to grow a practice, it assumes that you're an extrovert. So sure. a lot of practice marketing for dentists and other holistic practitioners are are very extroverted. And so, right. yeah, so it can be exhausting. So, so that's what led us to, to help practitioners who, who, who feel like they are in introverted visionaries. And um, then we also have clients who are in a place of where they are actually busy with their practices, but they would like to bring in another stream of income. You know, for example, this past year has, has been an awakening for a lot of practices who, who might've had it pretty good and we're helping patients and, and uh, really enjoying good income. Also, uh, what what do you do when the unexpected happens? Uh, you have a, a lot of knowledge that can be imparted on people, regardless of of whether you're actually seeing them in person in your practice. So we have clients coming to us who are are primarily interested in growing that side of their their business. So that way, they have another avenue to help people, and without it always being tied to seeing a lot more patients. Yeah, that's makes a lot of sense. That's awesome, and I and I get what you're saying. You, you know, you mentioned, you know, the marketing is usually something that extroverts. Basically, this is I'm paraphrasing, of course, or or, or maybe even um, putting my own words on it. But you're you're saying that um, really, uh, if you're if you're if you're introverted, marketing is probably going to be pretty difficult for you. Or traditional marketing, or the type of marketing that's that's common and well known, right? YouTube videos are probably not that great for an introvert, correct? Well, it's interesting because actually YouTube can be good for, for an introvert in the sense that if there are, if you're able to find efficient ways to market without having to always be putting your energy out there, I would say, you know, cause, because as I, uh, for example, as an introvert, YouTube kinds of things, um, it's like, you don't have to be, uh, going out of your house, right? And sure. you, you could create things once where it's it's seen by people over and over again. But is it yep. always the most favorite strategy of introverts? Maybe not, right? There are other approaches of being able to educate people um, and the public and other practitioners that don't require having to feel like, I have to keep creating these YouTube videos wait, how many, like one a week, right? Like, so, yeah, so there are usually, um, there are other approaches that are uh, even more, more effective and um, don't require that much energy for an introvert. Sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, you, you obviously work with dentists, other types of healthcare professionals as well, but specifically in dentistry, when, when new potential clients and and people um, call you and are needing help, what are some of the things that you're hearing right now that they need help with? So one of the challenges I'm, I'm hearing quite a bit from dentists is, is that um, this, you know, the insurance thing is a hassle and it's a headache. 
all the paperwork that goes into it, the billing, the tug of war with, with the insurance companies and then not getting paid. I mean, I had a client of ours who was literally in that place where, I mean, if you look at what she's bringing in revenue wise, it's pretty good. But then once you look at, wait, how much am I collecting? It's, it's very challenging, you know, to be able to, I mean, to endure to, I mean, feeling that stress and then, and then uh, of staff too, it's not just yourself many times. And, and so, and being able to get them paid and all that. So, so that's something. And also some, some of you are getting paid less than you were in the past. So you're, you're perhaps getting your, well, for one, you're more experienced now, but then now you're getting paid less than, than what you, uh, perhaps have even made in the past. So that's one, one challenge that I've, I've seen um, dentists encounter. And, and then, so also, so some are wanting to be more, more uh, cash-based and then some are already cash-based, but then uh, how do you actually attract more patients who are willing to pay cash and who, where you don't have to hear that, oh, I can't afford it. And, uh, and I have to check with my, my um, husband and oh, I can't, we can't end up doing it, you know? So like that can be disappointing too. So um, that those are some of the, the more common things we've been hearing lately. So what are some answers that you have for dentists that are having these problems that are having the problems of either, you know, getting squeezed from insurance companies or, you know, or just running into more and more patients who don't seem to have the ability or, or don't want to pay out of pocket. What are some solutions that you have for that? Mm-hmm. So, one route that we have seen has worked really, really well for, for our clients. And, you know, we've talked to thousands of practitioners and I, I will say that of all the different marketing approaches out there, the one that I'm about to share has been the most impactful for a lot of our clients. And why? Because, I mean, if you look at what, what um, you might be hearing you need to be doing, whether it's like, oh, you got to do your S- get, uh, SEO and that kind of thing, or, or oh, maybe you need to run ads and things like that, uh, or be on social media more. It's like, well, who has time for, for things like that in terms of social media and having to always post on there? And even if you do actually post on there, hire people to post on there for you, it's like just how much of a relationship could someone have, or uh, or even if you're running ads in other places outside of social media, right? Like just how much of a relationship could someone really have with you in, in just seeing an ad? It's very limited, and uh, which is why many times if you do things like that to market the practice, it ends up taking more time to be able to actually have uh, someone go from from just curious about it to maybe being interested a bit more to then then finally coming into the practice. And so one avenue that really speeds things up is by being able to educate them about and people about what you have to offer and um, and because it's one of the, for example, through speaking or virtual speaking, and because if people aren't, aren't coming to you mainly yet, you know, because they don't actually know how you can help them, but if you're able to be in front of them, educate them, and they see if they resonate with you, they're more likely to come in because it's such a personal relationship as their dentist, it, um, it, you know, they're experiencing you or your practice, your culture, it, it can happen faster through, through, um, something like educating people through speaking. Sure. And I would, I would agree with you that <clears throat> I, I would certainly agree with you that nurturing an audience is really important, right? Um, you, you need to do that. And if you're not doing that, if you're not educating your patients, somebody else 
certainly is, right? Or potentially is. And I think we see that all the time. I talk about it with, you know, one of the companies that advertises clear liners um, through the mail, right? If you're not educating your customers, they're going to, and your patients, they're going to. So um, that's, um, that's a really great point. Um, so uh, Chen, go ahead and um, you have an offer for our audience today. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. So, you know, one of the things about um, in terms of of uh, being able to educate people to the point where they they feel like, oh, I told you're you're I see you as an expert. I'm coming in. Right. Like I see you as a go to dentist because there's a difference between just um, educating versus also inspiring them to become new patients. And it's it's about do you have a. For example, do you have uh, the right topic you're talking about? Are you, and you could do these things in different formats. You could just create what, what I advocate for my uh, clients is just creating one, not like 10, not like five, not like two, but just one, um, one signature talk or webinar that you can use over and over again in front of different audiences. And then, uh, you know, when you're speaking people and you could do it in front of different organizations in different places. And when, when you're doing that, like people see you as a go-to dentist, sure, they see you in a different limelight. And so, um, but you need to have uh, the right angle of the topic. You need to uh, also have a, a, a signature. Number two, you need to have a signature talk that actually brings in patients instead of it just being informative. Number three, you also need to have, um, an audience to speak in front of. So one quick way to actually have an audience to speak in front of is by, um, you know, you can certainly host your own, for example, your webinars and things like that, but you could also be interviewed. You could also be doing um, webinars or Zoom or talks in front of other organizations. So what kinds of places could they be? So um, so I decided to put together something that you all can have access to that's free download where you could have access to the top 10 best places to speak and get patients quick start guide uh, that great. can help you with getting, you know, getting that going. And the, um, a, so one avenue that where you can get seen as a go-to practitioner too is either, you know, you could either be interviewed, but you could also interview other practitioners. Have you ever thought about that? You know, in terms of the kinds of service or services or things that you're wanting to talk about, there are also opportunities for collaboration with other practitioner. And, and one way is to interview them and then they could also interview you. And it also just gives, gives you both more visibility. So, but what to actually say in that interview and, and how to also end up uh, getting more, more patients from that too. So, so that's the script for that. I decided to include for those of you who, who have an interest in that too. Um, so you can go to, and, you know, and certainly, an opportunity to book in with us to, um, you know, dig into your your biggest friction points in the practice, your biggest frustrations, and and uh, how we can help you grow faster and in the introverted way. So you can go to www.getbookedspeaking.com forward slash podcast. So www.getbookedspeaking.com forward slash podcast. And then um, click on the link there, and I mean, and and put your um, get you know get your your free free templates there. They can use right away to help you with getting this going. Awesome! Thank you so much, and um, Chen, we really appreciate you um, being here. I want to just make sure um, our audience knows your website. The it's uh, introverted. 
visionary.com, correct? Yes. Yeah. And thank you so much again, Chen. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.